character just makes it so much scarier and apparently this is based on a, a guy named general curtis lemay who is the guy who oversaw the nuclear bombings in world war ii of uh, hiroshima and nagasaki um and who after this film had been made had like one insane quote uh it was it, it was, was closer it a to Dershowitz vietnam moment again <laughs> what's that was it a dershowitz moment again where he's like looking at a character in a movie and going hey that's me even though it's like a totally horrifying <laughs> oh, right like in carlito's way <laughs> yeah. yeah no no no, no uh, sort of because he because he basically he was one of the people who saw this film and was basically like the depiction of the policies is actually fucking absurd and implausible and this is just like mm. evil soviet propaganda is what he basically said that the film was but then later around v when Vietnam happened, I think he's famous for like that quote that was like, yeah, we should have like nuked Vietnam as well. Send them back to the stone age or something Holy like that. Fuck. So he was still That's saying crazy. that like, you know, into the sixties and seventies and, and whatnot, even though and then, everyone and then he was, looks at George C. Scott's character and doesn't think that accurately represents him. <laughs> uh, the Sterling Hayden character, but oh, yes, sure. either one, either one would work. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, uh, but yeah, so we so we get this situation underway where it's like Sterling Hayden has sent all of these bombs and the rest of the movie basically cuts away to various reactions to this order. Uh, the, the the first one being the sort of like farce of communication of the men and the bombers mm-hmm. um, who obviously are not prepared to receive this order on this day. You know, they're reading Playboy, they're playing cards, they're trying to avoid the stress of like constantly being on alert to annihilate the planet at like any moment. And the uh, the central character in this, which was supposed to be played by Peter Sellers, is Major King Kong, which is a hilarious little bit of obvious symbolism on <laughs> uh, on, on Kubrick's part. You can imagine a giant ape uh, at climbing the city and deciding to destroy things. That's what he is uh, cast here in Slim Pickens from uh, Blazing Saddles and also the Marlon Brando Western One-Eyed Jax, uh, who apparently was actually, I think, the second choice after Sellers uh, denied it. They offered apparently this to John Wayne yeah, at one point, be which would have been fucking insane. Can you imagine that image of John Wayne like riding a nuclear oh bomb as it hits <laughs> Russia? That'd be the most American image of all time. That's there like, literally wouldn't be a more American image. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think, think you could <laughs> come up with something more American than that. That's that'd be just, fucking wild. Just yeehawing on the fucking bomb, Mr. John Wayne of fucking all the. John on Ford Westerns like it would have been such a subversive image that would have made people really understand the humor of it um, did you I've been I didn't read up or see anything further than that it, was that one of the reasons maybe John Wayne was like I I can't do this it's I imagine kind of, so I mean John yeah. Wayne wouldn't be in like re- movies that felt like remotely liberal to him right <laughs> so. yeah exactly <laughs> He, he thought High Noon was though. anti-American or something like I remember thinking <laughs> right. because it was just like anti-McCarthyism, you know, so mm-hmm. I could imagine if he got a sniff of what, you know, this was, you know, that this was maybe satirizing American politicians or American strength that he maybe would have definitely been like, nah, it's not not for me. Yeah, um, yeah. So he apparently got slim uh, pickings instead uh, and Sellers apparently did dr- dropped out because uh, he felt it was maybe a little bit too much work on, on, in the, on the one hand. And on the other hand, it was also, uh, he wasn't, the Texas accent was like the one thing he felt like he maybe couldn't do as well as the other characters that he was playing. Right. Um, 
So Slim Pickens uh, as Major King Kong gets to just be the most like Texas man of all time. He's like, I don't want no horsing around on this here aeroplane. I've been to one (laughs) World Fair and a picnic and a rodeo. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard come across my earphones is like the the things that he's talking about when, you know, they're getting the codes to get the, you know, the the uh, plan Robert or or. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, I also, uh, I lo- also love in general just the uh, the look of the bomber set. Like it's it's got of uh, I've heard that it was pretty authentic for one. Yeah, the recreations uh, are well done. Yeah, and I like that it has that kind of double layer to it, where like the bombs are placed, and so you have the ladder back uh, up and down mm-hmm. on each floor, and it's got just this. It's got this kind of like submarine uh, feel to it, just because they're all compact in that one area, besides where the bombs are. Yeah, and it, it, it almost feels like a little rickety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, I, I just I really like the uh, the set design and the feel of those scenes. Yeah, apparently they did have to build all of those because they tried to get permission to use them, but they I don't think they were getting much collaboration from the U.S. government and military uh, on <laughs> yeah, this movie. Yeah, I thought I read uh, Kubrick was like, it, when he finally saw the end of it, he thought that some of the ways they got the information must have been illegal because it was just so, so on point. <laughs> Um, I don't know the much, much of the history of that, but that, that is interesting. Yeah, because, yeah, they, they were doing a really good, a good job with the uh, the recreations of, of the bomber planes while also giving these characters like ridiculous situations like having um, slim, slim pickings who, uh, you know, who apparently, you know, didn't know that this was meant to be a comedy and was actually <laughs> it's kind of the thing of like movie legends. No one's sure exactly how true this is, but like supposedly Kubrick only gave him the script for his scenes. So he basically oh, okay. so he didn't get the rest of the movie. He was just like, yeah, you guys are just like a, a, a bomber plane who are trying to drop a nuke. And you don't even know, like, you know, they didn't even specify that he was like the only bomber plane that was going to be dramatized. He might not have even known how much of this was going to get used. Um, right. Yeah. And but but the character feels so absurd. But everyone just goes, that was just slim pickings. He yeah. showed up like on set in the cowboy hat, speaking the way that the character speaks. And that was basically just, you know, who 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 he was, you know, when he's saying lines like, well, boys, this is it. Nuclear combat toe to toe with the Ruskies, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was authentic, you know, oh, as man. as when the saints go marching in and the drum and trumpet line start like kicking in and they're, you know, trying to do this, you know, this, you know, they're he's reading through the top secret like attack profile that's like kept in the in the safe at one point and just how needlessly complicated and deliberately confused.